We're back to the wolf den, uh, hopefully with a working wolf den. Um, let's see if this one works here. Spaces has just been not very friendly lately. Mark, if you accept this invite, do you get the boot? It's very, very strange. Oh, okay. Hey, are you there, Trev? Give me an audio test. This is your thing. Check one, check two. Okay, working now. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it didn't boot me this time. Last time I requested, it kicked me right out. So yeah, I this time. I could see that too because the other people were accepting, and then I could see them briefly come in. Okay, looks like we're going. Looks like we're going. Holy smokes! You know. They say white guys run the world. Shit, I can't even use a phone and a space is properly. We're, we're last place. Nobody as we says, should be. Nobody says that. They claim it. <laughs> no one says it with positively. Um, okay, we're back. We're back. Trevor, I got you accepted. Mark, let's get you in here. Um, spaces has just been buggy as heck. Trevor, come tell me about your S1 packs. Mark, come tell me some funny stories while you're drinking. Oh, Davey's here too. Okay, we got a show happening. We got a show. Yeah, I loaded up the app for the first time last night and checked out the moments through the, the new view. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, the, it looks much better on the app, eh? Yeah, yeah, I definitely like it. Uh, I didn't see an option to sell my moments. I, I need to spend a little more time there. Maybe you can't sell them directly through there. I, uh, I think it links you to the page. Gotcha. I think there's something still going on with because every transaction, if it was in the app, Apple would take 30% or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it's like facilitates you going to the website. So it's not perfect in that way. Um, but the display mechanism is much better. Yeah. Now I don't need like 30 tabs open on my web browser on my phone. Yes, totally. And, uh, yeah, it just looks a lot nicer and it made me actually like last yesterday after getting some moments, um, on my phone, I was like, Oh, I'm actually sitting here watching them just because it bloody well looks better. Yeah. You know, and uh, it would be really nice if All Day and Strike can, you know, it'd be. I mean, in a perfect world, that app has all three of those in there, you know. Um, but I, I doubt it just because they use different systems. But yeah, it, it looks so much smoother on the app. And you got to think there's some way they can cut a deal to not have to do quite all the third, the 30%, but who knows. Um yeah, much much cleaner. It makes the web page like when you just enter at the uh, the main page look a lot better too. Um, so, yeah, glad you checked that out. Yeah, it definitely looks slick, like a nice modern app. It didn't look dated in any way. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it'd be nice to have your strike moments like that. Hey. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't necessarily want them combined on the same map personally. I don't know, maybe, but um, but yeah, watching knockouts and a bit better uh, uh, view would be nice. And mm -hmm. uh, again, I just don't really like using my web browser for all that. I, I don't mind it. I'm kind of used to it now after the last couple of years of Dapper stuff. But uh, an app is sort of where I expected it to go, so I guess I should be happy they're starting to show up. Yeah, and get a push notification and whatnot too. So it would be yeah, nice. Yeah. 
Davey, what's going on, bro? Yeah, everything's all happening today, especially with the S1 pack drop. How did you do? I didn't get any S1 pack drops, actually. I burned a lot of my trade tickets um, last last S1 pack drop. So I was pretty depleted. Uh, do you remember uh, how many packs did they release last drop? Good question. I don't remember. I thought it was more than this because I immediately when I thought uh, I saw it was eight thousand packs, I was like, "Oh, that seems to be quite low in comparison." Maybe I was wrong. I'm not quite sure. I think and it I was a little more than eight thousand. I think you're right. Yeah, and now do you know? But I don't think that I think that like me, I think a lot of people are probably getting depleted on trade tickets too, though. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, you know. <laughs> it's not a great time to spend a lot of money on the platform, which is fear. Yeah, well, or just because if people went ham on all the other trade ticket options of the last couple months, I think we're getting to the point where people are running out of 60k shit moments to burn. Yeah, and also, you know, like if you stand, uh, spend 10 bucks more, you could get Vince Carter last shot, uh, top shot debut, and some of the. Uh, good ones um, just by spending 10 extra dollar instead of getting 40 trade tickets at $1, right? You know, yeah. um, instead of trying to gamble and then you ended up like me, which I gamble another couple of more packs because I originally just going to get two packs, which worked out pretty well. I mean, Chris Paul moment was like 8 bucks or 12 bucks or something like that. But um, I was quite happy because I always wanted that moment. For whatever reason, I didn't get it because it was quite high uh, in my opinion for the price, but I didn't even realize the price dropped so much. Um, I thought, <laughs> and then, um, and then, but I got the Luca, which is a quite not a debut, but I'm still quite happy with that particular moment. And then, uh, and then this afternoon, just about half an hour ago, I, I um, kind of like, oh, okay, I want to have another go and try see what I can get. Ended up getting a Jaron Jackson Jr., which is I'm quite happy about with the TSD. And then, um, I really like him as a player and, you know, Block Panther and all that. I really like defensive player, just me. And then I got a LaMarcus Eldridge TSD and I was like, oh, okay. Big, big L, um, all good. But then big L, <laughs> eight bucks on the marketplace. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it's all good. It's, it's you know, it's not too bad. It's a debut moment. It, it is pretty wild to see some of them are eight bucks, and you know it's it's tough because I know people lost money. But as I always say, I don't think it's a bad thing for for the growth and future if you can get in and get some moments that don't cost an arm and a leg. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, how did you do? And now, what did you get? I didn't get any packs. No packs. Did you buy the hot pack yesterday? I didn't buy any packs. This week. I've been, uh, my work week's been pretty consuming, and uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm zeroing in on strike a little more than Top Shot these days. So I have about, I think, 150. Um, I don't know, uh, like low cost Raptors moments from when I was climbing uh, back in the day up the leaderboard, um, but uh, uh, I didn't have the time to trade them all in and get it done. Uh, which is here. Um, yeah, and and NL, I know him in real life. He's a big UFC guy and a medium basketball guy. So, um, get the, what's the deal with UFC turning into a game 
NL, have they have they sort of tipped their cap as to when that's going to start happening yet? Um, timelines are a little foggy for me, but I know it's supposed to be this year, and I think this um, in the second quarter of this year, I do believe, is the plan. I can only imagine that that probably will um, involve an app of some kind, but I, I haven't heard that. I'm just, that would be a guess, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, basketball uh, is drifting away from my life. Um, kind of Top Shot brought me back in for a while because I was a massive, massive fan when the Grizzlies were in Vancouver. You know, I was living in Vancouver, saw 30, 40 games. Uh, and then the whole Grizzly fiasco brought me away. And then Top Shot kind of brought me back, so I'm a little bit of a fan again. Um, but uh, yeah, Strike and UFC are my life right now. Cool, awesome. So uh, I want to know, how did you get in real life? How did we meet in real life? Yeah. Uh, the first time I met NL, this goes back to our conversation last week or two weeks ago, Davey. Uh, a friend of mine who was rapping uh, asked me if I wanted to go work on some music and said we were going to some guy's house. Uh, and that happened to be NL's house. And that's how we met was through rap music. What year was that? Interesting. Uh, probably would have been... Probably would have been 03 or 04. Yeah, yeah, 20 years ago-ish kind of thing. Yeah, because we went to Coachella together in 05, so we were already like pretty good friends by that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, timeline. So probably 03. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And then he wanted to make some money, so he sold me and my buddy a, co- a burned pirate copy of Pro Tools that we never could get to work, to be honest. And I ran that bootleg copy for a decade. That thing was fire for me. <laughs> yeah. so I, um, I know Wolf is a rapper, so what what do you do uh, in that band situation? Uh, for me, it's um, I came into it on the production end, like, like he was buying uh, production software off me and stuff like that. Uh, and then I realized, um, you know, uh, I can't just uh, uh, just do this in the basic way i got really deep into um the production and because there's not that many people around i got into writing lyrics and doing vocals so uh Derry and i uh wolf and i uh rap and uh basically production and rap uh sort of interchangeably about 50 percent each album we're working on right now though no production just all vocals yeah and so we we started um like working together with through other people, but we sort of quickly realized that we worked very well together. And uh, so, yeah, we, you know, at, at one point he was living in Vancouver and I would go over to another guy would invite me over to work and then he'd just be too busy doing whatever. And all of a sudden NL and I would be just making music all weekend. And we were like, Oh, we should just do this more. And so we started a group together um, a few different iterations of groups. We're on our like third or fourth iteration of a rap group right now. Yeah. yeah. Now, Derry's a good influence on, on my life. Um, I, I think uh, I've gone further in music with uh, a positive influence like uh, like Wolf there. Um, there's not too many people who uh, work as hard and keep the same positivity around art in my life like him. And so, um, you know, he's, he's definitely a wolf of the studio as well. Nice, nice. I, I thought as much as he hosting this Twitter space every, every weekend and without asking anything in turn, just kind of show up every weekend, just keep us entertained and, 
and then record some quality content, as they say, and um, all for the love of the the game, I guess. Um, yeah, so I um, Def- definitely all for the love of the game. We always laugh, Anil and I like making music together. It's like people always like, "You'll be a rapper, or you'll be in a rock band, you'll make a bunch of money." It's like, no, you'll spend a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like a? It's definitely parallel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably why we're still in the Dapper ecosystem. So, you know, we're all like, no, no, we're pretty used to like having fun and losing money here. Like, this is what we do. <laughs> or like losing money in drugs and gambling. Right? No, because it costs you so much money to make music and record and to to do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like we're in an album right now that, you know, between me and him and the other guy, we're probably a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks or more deep just to do it for being f- for fun, you know? And so maybe that's sometimes when I hear people like, I lost twenty bucks on a moment. And it's like, oh, well, shut up. <laughs> 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 Lose money doing shit all the time. <laughs> just have some fun. Yeah. It, um, it, with the, uh, the Dapper products in general, I'm a little bit astounded how people expect constant profit from everything always um, and not really focusing on, uh, although this kind of community is a bit different, but on the, like the fun part and the fact that I can, uh, you know, get on WhatsApp and chat with a few buddies about something. Uh, it just brings us all together in a way, uh, totally separate from making profit. <laughs> it's not like me and my friends get around and talk like about our wages or jobs or anything like that. So why are we so profit focused on our on our enjoyable things? I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. It's like this kind of friendship is kind of priceless to me, to be honest. Like, I mean, uh, Wolf probably my situation. How I moved to America, pretty much started brand new. All my friends left in New Zealand and somewhere else. And America, literally, just like immediate family, and that's about it. And then, um, pretty much, Wolf then kind of created an environment. And being in the top shop kind of got me to know the top shop kingdom guys, steady, steady break guys. And then, you know, like I started making forming friendship, and these kind of things are priceless to me. And and that's the reason why I still appreciate top shop to this day, and I'm still collecting and connecting. If you know what I mean. That totally makes sense. It's just kind of like sports in general, you know, we're, we're, we're in it for, um, you know, enjoying uh, stuff with our friends. Uh, I don't know if I would be a fan of any sport if I couldn't talk to buddies about them. <laughs> um, so the same social aspect, you know, with the collection side of it, it seems to come into play as the, the real sports themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's quite cool to be in a group like the Wolfpack because almost everyone, as super intelligent in the group and always have some, you know, very uh, insightful thoughts and share their great opinions. So got me thinking all the time and it's kind of inspiring. And, um, you know, uh, these kind of things, are, like I say, is priceless. You can't get it anywhere else. Yeah, you being new to the country, um, you know, there's lots of people in remote areas that don't have a bunch of buddies uh, that they can talk about this kind of thing. Uh, so I guess that's the beauty of Web3 or Internet in general is um, giving you access to people, uh, relationships, uh, conversations that you wouldn't ordinarily touch base with uh, if we weren't connected in this way. 100%. 100%. Jay, how are you doing? Jay's probably operating on someone why he's listening to the driving home from work. Jay, are you with us? Yeah, what's up? You 
got that. You got that right. Just clocked out, tuned in as soon as I could. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing great. Doing great. I was surprised. Just... The, space, the space is on St. Patty's Day. Bold move, Wolfpack. Yeah, you know, just, just is, is that a thing? When you're 40 <laughs> and not Irish? Oh, yeah. Always. I could have I swore, swore with a name like Derry and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, a reddish uh, Auburn hue to your hair. It, it, it is an Irish name. It is an Irish name. <laughs> I believe there's some meaning of, like, red-bearded Irishman looking out at the sea or something. So it was fitting that I, I had a formerly red beard before it was all nice and grayed up. <laughs> used to be beautifully red though it used to be just like a succulent just really gorgeous beard now I, now I just look like Treaticus <laughs> Davey here talking about the wolf pack connecting and collecting what's up Jay It gets better and better. Treaticus here. Treaticus here. I'm on my, my fifth decade of life. And I thought, you know what, Wolfpack? I thought, I'm going to be a rapper now, Wolfpack. Just going to rap. I can't sing any more songs now, Wolfpack. You heard? Sorry, guys. You know I need my weekly Treaticus impression. Treaticus actually comes into the... the, the the wolf den for a Treaticus impression. So, <laughs> Jay, you were just down in Arizona doing all sorts of sports stuff. As we, as Davey was and uh, NL were just talking about how sports is a great way to connect with friends, whether that's like digital sports or real sports. You went with some friends down to watch the World Baseball Classic in Arizona, right? Yeah. Um, so I had uh, uh, actually met up with the person. Who uh, onboarded me on Top Shot? You know, the you know almost two two years ago now, uh, and uh, she is uh, somebody who's like very kind of you know kind of crypto oriented, uh, and she we were just chatting. Uh, we we're you know mutual friends, and she was saying you know you you know I know you don't like basketball a lot. Have you ever heard of Top Shot? And so um, when we were at this event, you know, two years ago. Um, at spring training baseball and preparing to do the world baseball classic before it got canceled. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's what we were talking about. And I signed up for the account and, and since then I've, you know, way blown, blown way past her in terms of like knowledge and, uh, connected and, you know, a number of events I've <laughs> been to and, uh, just keep it up with stuff. And, uh, and so I give her the, the, the top shot updates every time we, we talk and she's, she's always wondering whether it's time to, time to dip a toe back in the water and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it was a full three days of sports. We did spring training baseball, a world baseball classic game, went and saw the NHL, uh, saw the, my Minnesota wild play, um, uh, the coyotes, um, at the Arizona state arena. So it was like a small 4,000 seat venue. It was awesome uh, to see pro hockey in such a small, intimate setting. Um, I'm so jealous. I would love to have seen a game there this year. There were definitely more wild or, uh, wild fans than there were Coyote fans <laughs> in, in attendance. Uh, 
but it was like I mean it was like going to a, a high school or a college game. They you know no sound system. They had like a pep band playing uh, playing songs. Uh, and people were doing doing various chants. There was like six fights, uh, and uh, and then the only the only bad thing is that uh, the wild lost in overtime. But uh, other than that, it was one of my favorite hockey games ever. Um, and then uh, finished it off by watching uh, by watching the the, the Bucks and Suns have a NBA game. So full on sports for seventy two hours. That's an insane trip, man. So you did preseason baseball, an NHL game, World Series of baseball games, and a Bucks Suns game. Yeah, all in. Uh, so it's, yeah, three days, afternoon spring training game followed by a major league or a uh, world class event. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty intense. I was pretty tired yesterday when I got back. Uh, got back home, slept for for like twelve hours. So I bet that sounds uh, amazing. Was the weather nice? Oh, it was gorgeous. Seventy nine degrees, no slight breeze, no not a cloud in the sky. And, you know, came back to seven degree temperatures, and it snowed like twice. I was gone, so my driveway, the plows that stacked up the snow in front of my driveway, not fun to come home to. Yeah, one of those ones where you get home, and all of a sudden you start looking at property in other parts of the country. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That. I mean, that solidified it. As, I mean, granted, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Phoenix. You know, during July and August, and maybe that would change. It's my hideous. Day. It's hideous. Yeah. Oh, it's just not. Uh, it's just not as uh, humid as it is, like say in Florida or whatever. So it's just, just nice. Um, but it's it was cooking cool. egg on the sidewalk, hot though. Yeah, I wore my uh, I wore my uh, cool cats jersey to the the basketball game and reeled in. Uh, Reeled in a couple of uh, finger guns and saying, "Hey, top shot, right?" <laughs> so got to meet some meet some new people just by by wearing uh, NBA Top Shot affiliated uh, gear. Um, that always seems to be the trick. So now you're just you're home in the snow, and you're like, "When is summer league? When am I going to go into the heat again?" Right. Well, yeah, we are, you know, literally like two months away from, uh, from having any sort of hope of, of spring rearing its head around here. Um, so definitely looking forward to it. Got, got Vegas circled on the calendar for sure. Love it. Yeah, I noticed that uh, in our chat group and in the CNC chat group, there's already started to be the nuggets of people like who's going to summer league. When's top shot going to summer league? When's and all that stuff. So it's been fun to watch Trevor's listening. We can't get him on there, but Trevor's one of the guys that he needs to come for a little summer league appearance. It'd be dope. To see him. Yeah. How many, how many people have uh, spoken up as repeat, like definite in, uh, it looked like, I think definite ins in the wolf pack when I was sort of doing the list the other day. I think I had it at about 10 or so with other people that oh, Trevor's putting the thumbs up. I like it. Um, with other people sort of saying they may, they may come. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a similar amount last last year. I think we had uh, 
Last year, I think we had uh, 18 people. Yeah. We might even get old. We might even get old Treaticus down there in Las Vegas. You know, he'll be connecting and collecting as many strippers as he can get with those little ball tickly hands he does. Treaticus will be all rapping on this strip, getting all that dapper money. He'll be tapping that app. Did you, uh, did you call them ball tickling hands? Is that what you called yeah. I mean, you see the Joey Hammer. I wish Joey was here. He'd post it. Joey has a a, a, a gif of one of Treaticus's videos, and he's doing this like ball tickle maneuver. It's like ten out of ten, amazing. <laughs> ten out of ten. That's hilarious. Oh, no, that's uh, so funny. The only the only thing that would make it better is if Top Shot were in town at the same time. Yeah, well, Luke said he's going to make it happen. And if uh, the spaces wasn't so buggy tonight, we'd actually get him to come talk. Uh, people have been trying to come up and talk, and this app will just not fucking let them up right now. I don't know what is going on. We are the chosen three. Your hosting privileges are, are, are sketchy. It's been really bad. Like, I don't know what I could be doing that isn't the same thing I always do for the last, like, two fucking years of hosting this but uh yeah it's elon been musk, it's been bad man. elon oh there's luke look at that he made it oh, on what are you chat about it worked fine i came up right away no i've had people texting me that uh they can't even uh they can't even uh get on oh, yeah trevor's man. been trying for an hour and mark was here and he left he couldn't get on it's been very sketchy I, tonight I, so i'm glad you made it on they've got you like that they just look, what it is is they don't want to talk to you and they've all just decided to make up the same lie and then you can't, <laughs> you can't disprove it I'm the only one, I i've wondered that. if I'm there is i've wondered if there is a second wolfpack chat without me in it and this has confirmed it where everyone's just sitting there like we're just fucking with this guy you know oh yeah i feel like a kick from that one my bad so that's why i missed the guys just add me back in guys <laughs> right the cool chat yeah. <laughs> love it love it uh luke is there any progress on finding out when uh when Dapper's going to come down and hang with us at Summer League? We're hoping you're going to be involved. Um, I hope I'm not involved. You should let the people that are good at planning that stuff plan it. Um, you don't have to plan anything. <laughs> you just got to come. Oh, yeah, no, I think... Involved meaning we're going to go get cocktails. Yes, I love to get absolute shit face, so I'm sure I'll come along for that. Um, but, okay, But sweet. no, I don't, I don't have updates. Uh, it is on the team's radar. It's just one of those things, you know, we don't want to rush into it. We want to make sure we plan it right and all that. So uh, no updates at the moment. Um, I will probably maybe come to the Wolfpack one regardless, potentially, uh, if Top Shot is a different weekend or whatever. Yeah, doing. I you might probably should. Yeah, I think I will, because I missed the Wolfpack one last time. And now I've got a t-shirt, yeah. so I feel like bad if I don't turn up, you know? I think so. I think so, yeah, and it just sounds like people are coming out of the woodwork, a few guys that hadn't been before, a few guys that have. So I think we're going to get a good 15, 20 of the Wolfpack there, so should be fun. <laughs> We'll we'll try to do an event for anybody listening. If you want to come and join our event, just send send me a message or send Jay a message, and we'll let you know where we are. Last year we did Top Golf, but this year maybe we'll try to do something different. I don't know. Strip club. If we yeah, have LGs coming, LGs yeah. gonna want the strip club. I mean, we're going to the strip club to get chicken wings. Chicken wings at the strip club. Maybe Las Vegas strip clubs. Is it just me? 
they sound a little expensive, like Portland strip clubs. I was in, you know, like, you know, it's going to be affordable. Las Vegas, I don't know. Like, Luke's going to need a third raise. Luke, Luke sounds like he's living in a, a million-dollar mansion, like the one that in Scarface, because he's all echoey. Uh, I do have, like, the Airbnb I'm in at the moment in Mexico, where I've been the last couple of months. It has, like, massive ceilings, which is great because it stops it from ever getting hot. But, yeah, it does have a weird echo. And I'm on bad headphones, to be honest with you. So, yeah, it's rough, rough times over here. Are you in Mexico still right now? Yeah, just got back. Uh, last weekend, I did the week in Denver, through Denver, uh, met a few Wolfpack people out there because um, we had a little community meetup, and they got to, you know, they got to FaceTime with Rohan and CEO and Lane, who like co-built Flow, and Deep was there as well. So it was, it was a pretty cool meetup, to be honest. Uh, maybe one of my favorites in terms of just the sort of people we had in the same room. And then I went down to San Diego for a week uh, to chill at my friend's place, and then I just came back here a few days ago. What was the biggest takeaway from Denver for you? Uh, it's fucking cold. That was my main thing. It was the first time I saw snow in about five, six years, and I was freezing. Uh, no, I think the main thing was that account abstraction is going to be the go-to topic over the next weeks and months in kind of the crypto space. Um, we're already seeing that on Twitter now, and it was cool to kind of see it, and it's something that Flow has had sort of since day one, and we, we believe on the Flow side it's going to be kind of the next step, the next iteration, the next big thing in Web3, what we call walletless onboarding and hybrid custody. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to talk about it or not, but yeah, that was probably the big takeaway that account abstraction is going to be a thing. And then also that like there's still so many people that are just heads down building in this space. Like it was different, I think, to when I've gone to the pure NFT meetups like NFT NYC. Like no one was talking about the price of crypto or the price of NFTs. Everyone was talking about what they're working on, what they're developing, what potential ideas are coming down the pipeline. And so that was cool. Um, and NFTs definitely still have a way to go, even within like the ETH circles and stuff like that, um, which, again, is really exciting for the potential, right? If we can get some of these developers that are purely crypto, purely DeFi, purely whatever, to start also building with NFTs in mind, that's going to be kind of wild. So there's a few. I don't know if that counts, Davey, but my, my top one would be account abstraction. What would be the biggest hurdle most of the developers were talking about right now? In what sense for getting into building like NFTs or what? Yeah, I mean, just the, you know, like what's the, that's a good question. Is it the biggest hurdle? I don't know if it's just mainstream adoption or awareness, but, you know, what was like a common theme that a lot of people brought up, positive yeah, or that's, negative? That's a great point and actually ties into account abstraction. So to just to give the TLDR the idea of something like account abstraction or what it's onboarding is to make it super easy for people to sign up so that, you know, right now, if you want to sign up to use crypto, even even with Dapper, um, the first thing you've got to do is make a wallet, which creates this really weird setup. Now, fortunately, Dapper Wallet, you know, they do the just email. You don't have to worry about C phase, et cetera, et cetera. But with most wallets, like, say, if you want to use OpenSea and your MetaMask, whatever, the first thing you learn is here's your seed phrase. It's super important. Or here's, here's like a long string of numbers. This is your wallet address. And it's just so alien. Right? And some of you I know have dived quite deep into other blockchains and some have only really used Flow. So you might not have seen that, but it is so alien. Um, but, the, you know, like that needs to be addressed. So a lot of the ETH community were talking about why they're excited for this potential new era and phase of how you could potentially onboard people without having to make them sign up to a wallet first. Um, and, you know, we're doing it on Flow and it's going to be really exciting as well. And so uh, Rohan gave a talk about it. And I think that talk, whenever we get it online, is well worth people watching to kind of get 
the 20 minute overview and kind of see it laid out by the boss himself, you know. And uh, <clears throat> while we're talking about flow, I noticed we have two people who are trying to tell the world about flow on the show right now, Uncle Gaines and Stacked. Um, maybe Dumbo, you could tell us a little bit about what what kind of initiatives Flow is doing to try to spread the word. Is that what it is right now? Is that like a big part of it? They want to just get the word out that this tool is easy to use and is the way to onboard people into this new future of, of potential, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. I think, to be frank, I think Flow's only real issue from my point of view is just we haven't marketed well enough and in all areas, not just this newer feature, but in general, right? Um, you know, and I think that's something that can be built and changed. So things like the ambassador program, which is what you're just referring to, with these two numpties in it, uh, is a way to do that by empowering the community more than ever before and kind of getting them to be able to talk about it. And, you know, I realize some people listen are like, I don't care about flow. I don't care about other blockchains. I just want to collect my top shot moments on my all day NFTs, whatever it is. But like if flow you know, successfully markets, more people can build on Flow, more people can check out Flow, more collectors, more DGNs, more builders. And that means we get more tools like, you know, the Evaluate Swap tool, right? They're building tools in the Flow ecosystem because they are, like they've said themselves, Chris has said on my podcast, believers in the blockchain technology and what we're doing at Flow. So the more that we can get the word out there about Flow, the more we can bring those builders in and lock new tools so that even the casual collector who, you know, quote unquote, doesn't care about the blockchain can still benefit and see great, you know, increases in the utility of moments because of these developers building tools. Sorry, I just had my mouth full there. Um, yeah, I it's um I was just thinking about it recently with uh with flow too because it's it's in such an interesting place where we had this top shop bubble and things crash and everything was so tied to money. Did you find that now that like you were saying? what really struck was that everybody at ETH Denver was talking about what they're building as opposed to what they're making. Do you think now we're in a better ecosystem to actually build and create new stuff? Cause it's not just so profit focused. Uh, it's an interesting question, right? Because I think if you want to build in any industry, any ecosystem, be it crypto or not, like then there needs to be a way for you to monetize long term. Um, unless you're doing this for purely for a hobby or retired, which is fine. But I think the majority of people, when it comes to building and developing and finding projects, there needs to be profitability long-term. Um, and I think the mindset is more, let's not try and you know, build something that can hype in like 24 hours. Let's try and build something for the long-term. Uh, so I think it's more a shift in it, which makes it less of the forefront of conversation. Like, I think the last two to three years, I've kind of given, and this has happened a couple of times in the lifespan of, of crypto since, you know, 2011, 2012, whatever, where there's been a couple of moments where it's like, okay, we've attracted some mainstream attention. NFTs did this in a big way and they proved that big IP and big investors and big uh, communities themselves are willing to buy into this e ecosystem and take part in it. So we kind of, I think what's changed is that that's kind of been proven now, that if you build something, people will come as long as the thing you build is good and cool and like useful. And so it kind of naturally shifts the conversation in my opinion. So I would say yes is the short answer, but for like, reasons are a bit more longer than just oh well because because there's been a bit of a downturn it's, it's less that and it's more that because we've seen this wider acceptance of what this industry is and can be people are now talking about oh you know what this concept i've wanted to build it for years now i can get funding for it now people are putting grants up for it etc etc well, that makes sense too <clears throat> and i mean when we talk about a product growth like uh 
an upward trajectory just isn't how any product grows. You know, if we compare Web3 or NFTs to video games, I mean, you know, the Atari came out, was popular, got, it onboarded a lot of people into video games, but then they hit a point where there was too many copies of games that they put them in a dumpster and video games were thought to be a bit of a fad. They died. Then the Nintendo came out and it took it to another heights. And then, you know, a couple of years later, this thing comes out. So I feel like we're in one of those stages right now where the, the people behind the scenes are building and the next interesting things are coming out. Maybe a bit of a clunky analogy, but no, but it's, it's accurate. Um, I, I really like the mobile analogy, to be honest, and this is more flow centric and but it's the same concept of like the way that the platforms themselves have evolved, the way that the, the blockchain protocols have evolved. Uh, and you can do a video game one, right? Like you think of Bitcoin as kind of like your Atari and you think of Ethereum as kind of your like early Xboxes, your early, maybe your PS2, your PS1. And then Flow comes along and that's kind of like your PS4, your, your whatever the new Xbox is called, right? PS5 even now. My point is that each of those, if any of you grown up playing those games, you understand straight away what I mean, where like, Bitcoin, if it's like Atari, there's some things you can do, but it was very quickly limited. Then the next one comes along as Ethereum and it builds on that, but it still is just like a video game console where you put games in and play them. But now like the next gen, the latest generation of consoles, they've got like browsers in them. You can just download games. You can watch, you know, you can stream Netflix on a PS5 or whatever. It's kind of wild when you think about it, but that's the same thing that Flow is doing. It's adding extra applications and all these extra things you can do on it. So that's what gets really exciting for me is kind of like what we talked about the next five to 10 years, what can potentially be built in this space, I think is going to be pretty mind blowing and pretty like not like anything we've got at the moment, you know? Yeah. Clegane, how are you feeling about this new potential future of talking about flow? This is just a natural fit for you to, um, you know, I don't want, I hate using the word maxi or whatever. You've been a big, big dapper sports guy. And this is just for you, a logical sort of next step. Good chat, Clegane's. Good chat. Yeah, I like what you said there. Damn, that was a controversial point, I think. I, that I, was really controversial. I can't believe he said that. Building. Yeah, Stack, do you, you give us Clegane's answer. Well, no, I, I was just going to say, um, the hackathon that um, Flo's kind of putting on right now, I haven't really looked too much into what builders are actually doing, but I came across something in the Flow Discord uh, the other day that was a little interesting. Um, it was... Uh, for tweets, if you know, if there was like you know some sort of historic tweet or just any tweet for that matter, um, people could mint um, the tweets directly from from Twitter from just uh, tagging the Twitter mint account, and, and then it would create the tweet on the Flow blockchain. And it was kind of cool because now it's like you can memorialize these tweets on Flow blockchain, and people can buy them, they can mint them, and um, secondary sales and all of that stuff and royalties go back to the creator of that tweet. So that, that was just one of the initiatives that I saw and I thought it was really interesting. Um, I, I wanted to ask Luke, I mean, have you seen anything from the hackathon? Cause I know you're a little more connected that has kind of piqued your interest or is that stuff kind of has, has that, has that information kind of been made widely available yet or to anything at least like Yeah. I'm just quickly, I, I dropped into the Wolfpack chat. Did you mean the tool that Pearl built? I assume that's what you mean. Yeah. Right. Yep, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one. That's the one. Wolf, if you want, you can pin that so you can see what you're talking about. If you find it in the chat, I don't know if I can pin it from, sure. from here. Sure, but sure. yeah. 
Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a sick tool, so I super agree. Uh, funnily enough, it was actually something that I wanted to see. I think I might have even wrote it in one of my 10 ideas blog that I did. I can't remember, but I've been talking about it internally for a while. And I got to meet Pearl in East Denver, and I literally just, the moment he introduced himself, I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy you built that tool. Because I think it's really fucking fun. It's just like, hey, you can turn a tweet into an NFT. We've seen that before um, on Ethereum. They did it ages ago, but it was kind of like, meh. Whereas this version is like way cooler and takes advantages of like things that Flow can do. But to your point, yeah, I've seen some tools for like Dapper Sports. Um, you know, Steve Intangible, Wolfpack member, he tweeted his little game, which if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I'm sure all of us here have, but I think it's probably pinned on his profile. I'm not sure. But that was just like a, it's just a very fun way to use blockchain gaming for your moments. It's like, it's a simple concept. Yeah, it's his pinned tweet. So you can just go to at Intangible and score and you'll see it. Um, but it's just like a simple trivia game but you could see how that could be used by, you know, a company that wants to do giveaways or a team captains group that wants to use it to engage with their community, et cetera. So like, I think it's really fun when you see little things like that, that are complete packages of entertainment, but they're not necessarily like a product or a platform. And you can kind of think about how people will use them. And there's been a few things like that. To be frank, I don't know what I can talk about submissions that haven't been like shared by the creators already. Uh, I don't know how I'm getting in trouble because I talked about a hackathon submission that I'm not meant to talk about. I think we're just wrapping up the judging, if not, if it's not finished already. So yeah, there should be some more details coming soon. And I reckon I'll probably do like a deeper dive write up, maybe with yourself and Clear Games, about all the Dapper Sports uh, submissions we got. For the people who aren't familiar, what exactly is the hackathon? Oh yeah, sorry. So basically, it was we. It's kind of in the final stages now, but we basically said, hey, if you want, you can come and build tools or projects or whatever in Flow and you can win bounties. And there was like different tracks. So there was bounties for things like, I think there was four or three bounties of $10,000 for the best things that were built for the Dapper Sports ecosystem. And then there was a bounty for like using the Evaluate Swap smart contracts. And there was a bounty for building stuff. I think Floaty did a bounty but I don't want to be able to be mad if I was wrong. But like the idea was you could get bounties for building projects or tools that met certain requirements, right? And it was, you had like one or two weeks to do it. Um, and there was a week or so before that of like a crash course of like how to use Cadence, which is the language of Flow and how to build these tools, how to work with Dapper Wallet and stuff like that. Um, and it's the first time Flow has really done one of these and we're going to do more of them throughout the year. But it's again, like I kind of said before, I hate to repeat myself, but I want to stress, this is exciting for like anyone who's listening because if you're collecting NFTs at all in the Flow ecosystem, somebody might build a tool that you'll be able to use those NFTs with. Uh, you know, again, Evaluate Swap is a really simple example of that. And they built that not as a hackathon item, but as a full-on product launch. But the next version of that might be a hackathon submission that then gets turned into a full-on product. So you can imagine another fantasy game that uses moments. You can imagine, you know, a new way to trade or to loan moments and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm sure people are going to keep coming up with really innovative ideas. And these hackathons kind of give people an incubator to build them and potentially win prize money for it as well. And then the the end of the hackathon is coming up really soon. And are you one of the judges? I'm not one of the judges. We're in the judgment the judging stage now. If it's not already, be more or less finished. Um, so like, there's no new submissions and stuff like that. But that's also why it's kind of like we gotta wait maybe a few more days or a couple of weeks before we can really start showing off what's been submitted. Um, the judges are like made up of a range of people. It's really cool. We got like our partners on, on Flow side joined in. So Google, oh maybe this is Alpha. Okay, well, fuck it. Said it now. They, they, you know, sent some judges over and stuff like that, as well as like people from the ecosystem we partnered with and other web-free learning platforms and things. You know, people like Jacob Tucker, who you might know, as well as some people on the Flow team, 
all sort of participating in doing the judging. Uh, and so it should be good because we should get a really kind of community driven, like this is what we think is the best and should get boundaries to keep building or doing more with, you know? That's really cool. I love seeing just the initiative of trying to create, just create ways for people to, like you said, grow and create new stuff and reward people for pushing these technologies to another level. That's, I think, pretty exciting in general. Um, that's really cool. I, I posted the link up for that stuff too. And the, uh, the one stack talked about the, uh, minting a tweet from history, which is interesting. I was thinking in my head, it's kind of like, you know, we used to buy time magazine cause it memorized, you know, it was a, a, a memorial edition of this specific moment, but now in the future, yeah, it'll be, I got, I minted this tweet that was, you know, remember, remember when that person tweeted that, that the world changed, you know? Uh, just crazy times. See, I love that vision already. But yeah, sorry. Look at me coming on and just shit and flow. What am I like? Huh? That's uh, all right. Another I have nothing thing. to say. I just bring people on to talk about cool stuff. This is right in the wheelhouse. Don't worry, my friend. I, another interesting thing I saw was the hybrid custody. Have you guys seen? Have you guys looked into that, to that at all? Yeah, this is the account abstraction stuff kind of thing that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want to explain it, stuff? Are you feeling good on it? Or do you want me I to I I'll don't you, really necessarily feel good on it. I can give it a try. Um, I mean the the from from reading, is it pronounced Dieter? By the way, Deet Deet Shirley? Is it Deet? It's it, his name's Dieter, but he also goes by Deet. So I'm okay. just call him Deet. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, just from reading Deet's very um, comprehensive article on it, uh, I tried to understand what I could. The idea of hybrid custody, if I understand correctly, is that you have two different wallets, a parent wallet and like a, uh, like, I, I guess like a secondary wallet, I guess. And the secondary wallet is used to interact with all the different platforms like Top Shot, NFL, all the exclusives exclusively. And then um, the parent wallet would be able to kind of over... do and have control over those secondary wallets so it's kind of like having the ability to mess around on different applications and platforms while also retaining ultimate control over all of those platforms as a whole is that is that was that that make sense i think so <laughs> I mean, it was it was a it was a very deep inspired piece let me try and give it maybe about the technical chat so basically sure. Kind of, kind of like I talked about earlier, where like when someone wants to interact with anything in Web3 right now, they have to make a wallet, and you know that's kind of crappy. So like MetaMask, we have to learn a seed trace. It's just hard. Like my my dad is never going to sign up to MetaMask if the moment he signs up, he gets told this information is random but very important. Remember it. He's not going to put money into that. He's going to be like, no, no, this I have no idea what's going on, right? And Dapper solves that by saying, hey, you just sign up an email because Dapper has custody. Dapper wallet, I should say, has custody of it. It's a custody wallet it's not self-custody so what self-custody means is you truly own the, the nfts in your wallet in terms of like no one else can touch them now dapper wallet is never going to touch them but in theory that you both have access to it if that makes sense so it's not a truly self-custody wallet you can find better explanations online i'm trying to simplify it and making it a very unclear explanation but if you're interested in that you find out more what hybrid custody does is says hey we're going to do it so it can start off being custodied by, you know, a third party, by someone like Dapper Wallet, but at any point in the future, you can turn it into a self-custody wallet if you want. And the way we're going to do that is by saying, hey, 
you can go to a website, like say you went to Netflix and they said, hey, we're now doing NFTs. Do you want to claim an NFT into your Netflix account? You wouldn't have to make a wallet if they were doing this approach. You would just click yes and it would go into a wallet that Netflix made, but that you could access, right? And it would feel like Dapper Wallet and essentially would just log in with your Netflix account. There'd be your NFTs. But if you wanted to, at some point, three, four, five months down the line, when you were now more comfortable with wallets and NFTs and what the blockchain is, you can say, okay, I want this wallet to now become... A, a, like my wallet, right? So that's one thing you could do. What we're now doing on Flow is creating something called like parent and child accounts so that you wouldn't even necessarily have to turn that wallet into your own wallet. You could instead just link it back to your main account, which wouldn't be a Netflix account. It might say be your Dapper account. It might be a Blockto account. That would then be a main account that would have all these other accounts linked to it that you would sort of control and have access to. But that would be a one-way route of control. So you're, you're, you're in the future, you might have a Blockto wallet which can control NFTs and like a wallet that Netflix sort of created and has joint custody over. And you could pull those NFTs into your Blockto wallet, but you could never, Netflix could never say, take NFTs out of your Blockto wallet, right? So it creates this parent-child relationship, this one way where you can control multiple wallets that have joint custody, but still own your own wallet as well, right? So it kind of is why we call it hybrid custody because you can have self-custody and all the benefits of that. And then also have a joint custody wallet where you see all the benefits of that. Um, I use the word custody a lot, so that might not be much more help of an explanation, but that's kind of like the TLDR, the simplified version. And there's a bunch of content we put out online. If people want to learn more, they can DM me and I can send them that. But yeah, I think that's kind of the idea here where we take account abstraction, the ability to make an account without having to sign up to a bunch of wallet addresses and stuff like that, and then combine it with parent-child account set up so you can have a hybrid custody option. It's, it's, it's something that... Yeah. When, it, when it's built, when it's live, it's going to make so much sense. And there's already some examples sort of we're seeing from a hackathon. But when people are truly implementing it, it's going to be like, why weren't we ever doing this before? Like, this is why Flow is the future. It's going to just really make sense. And it's also going to feel like any other account you use. It's going to feel like when you log into Facebook and it's like, oh, do you want to log off from your Facebook account on your mobile and your tablet? You can do that all from your desktop, desktop account, right? Like, it's going to have that sort of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. The way I kind of understood it, it's like it allows uh, different applications and platforms to kind of build their own um, wallets. And then uh, you'd have the overarching power to do whatever it is within those wallets from your parent account. Um, at the very top, I posted a little thread that um, quoted uh, a tweet from Flow earlier this week that actually um, links Deet's article. It's pretty comprehensive, but if that's something that's interesting to you guys, um, definitely give that a look. It's really interesting, and I think like Dumbo was saying, it's one of those things that you know you you listen to a description of it, and it's like, okay, I think I got it. But <clears throat> sometimes once you see it in action, and you know you just have that aha moment, and it just it's a game changer, right? Uh, I think wallet interaction with the average person is a huge barrier. So any any type of upgrade that you can have, I think, is is a key key asset to this this space moving forward you know especially if we're going into a world that's uh video games integrated with all these other things i think wallet wallets is going to be just a key component of that yeah so just in there video games are a great example right like imagine if right now you downloaded a game on your phone and it was like a game of chess and it was like on on the blockchain so every action happens on chain right now like you'd basically have two options. Either you play the game of chess and when you first open it up, you say this app can do whatever it wants in my wallet. And then you switch back to your wallet app, which might be like a MetaMask, it might be a future Dapper mobile app, whatever it is. 
And you would say, yes, this wallet can do, this app can do whatever it wants to my wallet, which is obviously extremely risky from a security point of view. And you really don't want to do that because then what if that app ends up being bad or gets hacked or whatever down the line? Then the second option would be, and again, this at the moment, the second option would be as you play the game of chess, every time you move a piece, you have to switch back to the other app on your mobile and say, yes, I verify this transaction and I sign it. And that's like, that's just a very boring way to play the game of chess. Like it's not exactly the most thrilling game already. It's only going to make it a lot more boring, right? So you either have to risk a lot of security or you have to risk a lot of ease of use. And hybrid accounts will come along and say, no, no, no. What's going to happen is when you open this game of chess, it's going to exist in a wallet that that app, only that app can use and access. And at any point you can link that wallet back to the wallet app, like on the other app on your phone and then control it via there if you want. But you don't have to worry about your assets being potentially at risk from a sketchy app. And you don't have to worry about the ease of use problem because it's kind of a standalone child wallet, if that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, except for you keep saying child wallet. And at first I was thinking like a wallet literally for your child, but then I got Sorry, it. Yeah, no, it meant parent-child, like you have your main wallet. I, yes. I also hated this phrase at first, but all the devs used it. Um, but you have like the owner, the, the, the big wallet, and then the, I don't know what, what else to call it. You know, it's kind of this like parent-child relationship in the sense that the child has to listen to the parent, the parent doesn't have to listen to the child. That's basically how you can think of it. Right. It's like a, interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, when you guys have your flow ambassador, you know, trial reviews, um, can we bring up this moment that Clegane's came up here and then didn't talk? I, mean, I, I, I can't believe Clegane's got picked I, in the first place. To be honest. I, I won't say anything. No, I'm going to tweet it to them <laughs> right now. I'm going to be like, check this episode on Spotify. <laughs> my man's never showed up to guess what was in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, this this ambassadorship, this this whole thing is actually kind of funny because, just kind of like Clegane's, is it Clegane's, Clegane's and I, Clegane's, whatever. I think it's Clegane's. Yeah. Yeah, Clegane's and I. I mean, we both are such flow maxis as it is already. So it's kind of just like we're almost getting, in a way, um, recognized for just doing what we already do. So it's 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 really cool. I'm really I'm really excited, kind of, for this next chapter even though it is kind of uncompensated, but it's more, more so it's just, <laughs> I already am I'm doing this. I may as well get recognized for it. Um, I think you're a great person to take on the role as well as Clegane's because both of you tinker in a lot of worlds in the crypto NFT stuff. You're, you, you might be a flow maxi, but you're probably spending every day in other cryptocurrencies and ETH NFTs and other stuff like that. So you're a great person to, I don't know, I think sort of talk to both sides as we get into this, you know, we have all this divided world where it's like, I only use this chain or I only use that chain. I think you're a great person who's like, listen, they all are great, but this is where I see the world going, you know? No, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, I, I do really love Ethereum as well. Um, I think you're right in that people are very much, like laser focused on whatever platform or blockchain that they're currently on. And that's all that matters to them. And, you know, with how early we are in Web3 and how young this technology truly is, it doesn't really make sense, I think, to kind of just focus on one platform or one blockchain, because at some point, interoperability, you know, that's a term that's thrown around a lot, is going to be something that applies across all blockchains. I, I think in the future, 
it could be possible for us to wrap our top shot or all day or you know whatever other uh, flow nfts and bridge them um, across to ethereum or solana or binance or whatever the case may be so that people can trade um, trade them and use them for their different applications uh, on those blockchains so you know being able to bridge that gap early and being able to have people understand the importance of um, the different blockchains and their functionalities is uh, is is really more so what I want to do in this space. Thanks for those kind words. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem at all, man. It's it's always nice to see people who you can tell like you said for you were doing this anyways it's always nice to see those people moving onwards and upwards in the space because those are the people that are going to end up being the real quote-unquote ambassadors just to use their language because you already are you already are a person that people look up to and uh look to for advice in all sorts of areas so i think it's a great a great move for you and i really really hope to see you guys on the flow team because uh I mean, if they hire Luke, like, I just don't know how they can't hire you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the bar is not too high. Huh, Luke? No, it's pretty low. <laughs> I mean, pretty, no, pretty I, low. I, I, what, one thing I will say, Luke, um, hearing you speak just now and earlier, um, and even just comparing it to last year, as far as your knowledge on blockchain, it's, it's I can really tell that you've been just so immersed in you're really putting your hands in all these different projects and different avenues with the space. And you sound much, much more knowledgeable. Not that you weren't before, but I just wanted to say um, that's something I noticed today. Oh, damn. Thank you, mate. Someone clip that. I'm going to need that next time Stace is mad at me about something and play it back to him. No, I'm just kidding. I appreciate that. And I, I do Did you say Stace? Sorry. <laughs> people call me Stace. People call me Stacy. I'm 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 past it at this point. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> I think it depends if I'm reading it or not. I always read it as Stace, but obviously, yeah, it's because there's no K in it. That's the problem. Yeah, um, that's what yeah, everyone no, says. It. It's a play on thick. It's a play on thick, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I'm thick, but I'm not saying I'm not thick. Yeah. <laughs> what, you, do you mean thick like dumb, or do you mean the other sort of thick? No. Oh, that's no. Yeah, no. Like Thank the women you. you be meeting out in Mexico, there, Luke. <laughs> Luke are you in Mexico right, right now? Yeah, bro. Apparently, oh, for the big women. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I think a part of it is just I moved the flow team. You know, uh, a few months back, well, going on eight, nine months now. Shit, almost a year actually. It's probably ten months ago. And so yeah, it just changed a lot. Uh, I was fortunate to be able to converse with people like D, and you can't really like. If anyone not aware, Deep co-built Flow and was a co-founder at Dapper and um, just incredibly smart person, incredibly smart. And him and Lane, who is also co-built Flow and co-founder Dapper, probably two of the smartest people I've ever met. And I'm fortunate I've been able to just sit and talk to them, ask questions because they not only are like very knowledgeable on blockchain crypto stuff. Like this is the people that built crypto kitties in 2017. They made the first blockchain game, you know, and they had that vision five, six years ago. Like he came up with the term NFT before any of us even knew, like knew that that was a thing that was going to happen. You know what I mean? It was like the, the vision is just crazy, really. And so when you get to chat to them, they're both just really smart, but really good at explaining these concepts because they've been doing it for years. They, they had to explain the concepts when no one else was talking about them, when the NFT space was a few thousand people. So like it makes their ability to talk about it now really easy because they can reference things that we're already a bit more comfortable with. And they can start explaining the more complicated concepts uh, like account abstraction. So 
I'm just really fortunate about the people I've been surrounded by. And, you know, uh, the flow team is full of some very smart people. And I try to not get caught out as not knowing what the fuck they're talking about as often as I can, to be honest. Um, so you're back at Top Shot a little bit right now, too, as well as Flow, right? Yeah, so I'm moving back to Dapper Sports team. Um, obviously, okay. the, the way it works is Flow is very like separate to the rest of the Dapper Lab Studio stuff. So it's a bit of an unusual spot in that regard. Um, but what basically I'm doing is I'm just helping the transition for the Flow team rather than just like, all right, see you later. I'm over the Dapper Sports. Yep. I'm just trying to help him for a couple of weeks or maybe longer, depending on how long. Yeah, okay. So you're back there, and like Stack said, you've done a good job of getting immersed and knowing all the lingo. Uh, what's the name of the New Orleans NBA team? <laughs> Pelicans? Oh, hey. my God. Oh, hey. my God. Get this man right? a fucking raise. Get this man a fucking raise. <laughs> you can man, clip I that. I knew that one. It just felt right. Just see, I've been learning. I've been picking things up. You are. I like can it. I, can I ask a, a dapper question, Luke? Yeah, of course, man. Who's, who's been in charge of communications uh, with like the Twitters, with the Twitter, different Twitter accounts and everything? Because it's been really top notch as of late. So there's different people doing different Twitter accounts. Um, you know, at the moment, I'm helping, but not doing all of the Flow Twitter account, for example. And you know, the top side, I think I'm conscious of like ever saying what someone else does at the company because they might not want that to be information that's public. Yeah, that's so fair. That's fair. That, that's that's kind of why I'm hesitant here, but. You know, generally you have one or maybe even two it's people. Pack that are like, it's Packrip. I can say. Yeah, it. it is. If he said that publicly, that's fine. So like Sean, aka Packrip, is fucking crushing it on Top Shot Twitter. He's great at it. Now, to be clear, when I'm saying he's doing Top Shot Twitter and I'm doing some stuff on Flow, like it's not like a one-person job. Like he'll have people helping with the graphics and the assets, and you know, the team proofread it. And I want to be clear that you know you also have like Twitter accounts for other platforms like the NFL Day and the Liga that I've also kind of tried to refocus on the comms and. It's something that we've, we've done across the board as a company. We said it, we were going to do it, and we're really prioritizing like clear communication that you know don't try to overpromise, don't try to add confusion. They just focus on here's what's going on, here's what you need to know, and here's you know some good content around the sport itself or whatever else is going on in the space. You know, but I appreciate the feedback for sure because it's something the team has actively tried to prioritize, and people like Pat Ruff have really led the charge there for sure. I feel like the communication on that level has been good and led to less, um, how would I describe them? Almost like aha moments, you know, that the people on the internet are waiting to go like, aha, you said this and then it seems like the style of tweeting that it's adjusted to has been much better, not only for communication, but, you know, like you said, less promisey and just a little more, I don't know. It is a lot better. Like Stack said, Packer's been killing it and whoever else is working behind the scenes has been really good stuff. I've been really liking the uh, the monthly newsletters too. I think they've been actually very clear and concise. And if you're into the product, it actually really helps you kind of know what's coming up. And um, yeah, so it, in general, I felt like uh, the communication's been pretty pretty top notch lately. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll let the team know. And um, you know, it's it's one of the things that I think when the real happened. You heard it from Ryan himself, where he said this allows us to be a bit more nimble, allows us to be a bit more streamlined. And this is like an example of that. The, the truth is that if you have 20 people trying to do communications, it might actually be worse than just two people trying to do communications. You know, you can kind of streamline it. And I'm not saying it's an individual's fault. It's more just the infrastructure itself within DAPR is more streamlined for things like that. And other areas as well that I think over time we'll see benefits of too.
Hey, hey, gentlemen, if I could just say, um, I got to bow out. It's been a pleasure talking with you all tonight. Hey, thanks for jumping up, Stacked. Staced. <laughs> just to clarify, the Stacked with the two Cs, if I called my wife Thick with a CK, I'd be sleeping on the couch for a week. But if I do Thick with two Cs, your boy might get lucky. <laughs> hey, I, I wish you all the luck. All right, boys. <laughs> I have a feeling if she heard you say that, and she knows you said that to her face, you ain't going to look for a while, mate. <laughs> yeah, thankfully she's out walking the dogs right now, so she doesn't need to hear me making an ass of myself. Although, being the woman she is, she would know that I am most certainly here making an ass of myself. That's just what, she, when she said, I do, Luke, she said, I do to this big idiot. <laughs> Same thing I felt when you invited me to come on. I was like, I, I will for this big idiot. <laughs> yes, I will for this idiot. Yeah, that's how we operate here in the Wolf. That's how we just break down the barriers on the Wolf Den. We just kind of let each other know we're all a bunch of idiots here. But you guys are just a lot smarter idiots than me. The listeners included. I can see them all there. They're all people that are way smarter. Um, we keep meeting Clegane's in here. I thought Clegane's was going to come in and talk about the pack drop. We can't get Trevor in. Half the people can't come in and chat. Um, Davey, what, what do you think we should chat about? We did the. Did you do? You did the uh, S one packs. Did you like the uh, ten moment packs that came out yesterday? Uh, I did actually. I think it priced it very well. Uh, I gotta give it to them because it's just kind of like, oh, these price um, for the ten moment that you get. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be like you know EV plus and EV plus all the time, but it is EV plus, and you know you got nothing to lose. Like the worst case scenario, you lose two bucks. Like you know. Yeah, it, not even lose. Like you just felt like, like I sort of said when at the start, I was talking to myself. It just was nice. Like ten pack, ten moments in a pack was just fun. Yeah, it was just a lot more fun. You know, I. Um, the the price was good, and it doesn't necessarily ha- the price being good. Everyone re- means to you. You made a fortune on it. it's like no, it doesn't work like that. It's meant like I bought a pack, I got a bunch of moments for the spotlight series I was collecting. I had a good chance of getting either a rookie or a rare and something fun and interesting. And the the, the pack sold out even when I was in line trying to buy more. And I can't help but think that it wasn't just because it was a quote-unquote potential to make a couple bucks, I think because it just it offered a lot more as a consumer. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, one thing with collecting cardboards is that when you buy a whole box or, or buy a pack, you have more than just three, right? And and we, I kind of never thought about that because like, I always felt like if I was pulling out a, um, you know, like a pack, and there's only three moments. Somehow, if I don't pull anything, you know, um, substantial or thing, I just kind of let it go. But I kind of feel like I missed out something and I don't feel good. But this one, you got 10 moments, right? And then you feel like, oh, yeah, I got 10 moments. It's actually, you know, you don't feel as bad as if you were pulling three moments out of the pack. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And I think even it encourages people to, you know, if it's, 
someone was worried in our group chat yesterday that it's encouraging flippers where I felt it was more encouraging collectors to come and buy a pack and then be like, Hey, all right, I got more of these spotlights. Maybe I'll go for it. You know? And I saw more people in CNC and Wolfpack and even on Twitter than recently that were chiming up like, Hey, who's got extras? Who, who can trade me? Who can do this? You know, like I was in a dimension X chat and they started asking who had extra spotlights to trade. And I actually was like, Oh, this is encouraging people to get the set. Cause you're giving them a pack big enough with, with them to be able to start. Or I even noticed a lot of people wanting to do the throwdowns or the video games, you know, there's like different options of collecting now. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think a lot more things going on and I feel like there's a lot more like when I go onto Twitter, it's mostly positive. Everybody's just happy with their polls and um looking for people to trade and then people yeah. are being encouraged to, you know, collect the the set that they kind of want. Um, which is great because I see quite a few people completing their set after that um, pack drop, which is quite cool. And it's quite encouraging to see that because, you know, you know exactly what happened, you know, like people kind of kind of fell a little bit sighted when everybody kind of leaving and, and with the uh, with a whole bunch of extra shit going on at the same time and people kind of like, oh man, is this, am I doing the right thing kind of thing. But with this pack drop is really good. And also another thing with the uh, challenges, I really like the challenges came out last week because it gave you kind of sense of feeling that you have more options to choose different challenges. And also I like the fact that they did that, you know, the tags, um, they, don't come out all together at the same time. So the, the the rookie tag first, and you got the um whatever the the medium pro tag, and then you got the elite whatever tag that is. I, I like the fact that they didn't put it all out at the same time. They only got the rookie out, which is quite easy to do, and then kind of get people going, and then you know you check out the elite one. And I quite like that, and it's much well planned. Um, you know, like I just felt like okay, they they know what they're doing now. Like, they don't just chuck out everything to the collectors. Like, hey, buy this, buy that, so we can make some money. And it's more like, okay, we, we did this, kind of we strategize this, and the collectors can have fun doing whatever they wanted to do. They want to do the challenge, that's cool, and they want to, you know, collect packs now, and they can collect packs. Yeah, I agree. And then having the different series is all in a, pack and not i don't know it does seem a lot better instead of we bought throwdowns packs or video game packs it seems a little more fun to just pull the different series from a random pack yeah isn't uh, it funny how we hated loot packs but now we're back to the point of being like loot packs pretty good but i think it's uh <laughs> it's the execution of the pack yeah execution of the pack it's the execution of the pack yeah yeah yeah, I think the pricing is quite good. Like that, that's a yeah. pricing, and that actually um, kind of shows that okay, we check the marketplace, and this is what the moment is going for. We're not gonna screw our collectors. We're gonna price it at the right price so that people don't feel like okay, I spend nine bucks on three moments, and then and then I'm gonna only. Uh, if I sell it, I only get like a dollar or something like that, or even less than a dollar. Yeah, you slide or... it. Or it was $50 for the loot pack that you got a rare or whatever, or potential rare. Uh, and people were bought a few but felt burned. Where I noticed, at least within our groups, people with these $25 packs, some of them were buying 10 packs. 
So yeah. they were spending more money in some ways too. So it it uh, it was a it was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so much more fun. Yeah, totally. Um, and I guess they had the leaderboards going on this week too, Davey. That uh, was pretty interesting. Yeah, I love the leaderboard. How they, um, you know, the whole leaderboard just not everything at once, and they they kind of break it down into the first snapshot all the way up to the six and that way it still encouraged people to go for it but then towards the end you kind of know that okay there's no way i can catch up <laughs> but but it, it kind of encouraged everybody to do the 100 uh tss uh, you know you get the free pack and all that which is quite cool and then later mm-hmm. on you then then you can decide okay should i go for the 67 then should i go for the um, you know, the 316 or Final Four, whatever you call it. And that that's pretty cool. It's well, very well thought, I thought. Um, yeah, executed really well again. Yeah, really interesting. Luke, has there been any numbers out about how many moments the leaderboards and all that stuff have burned so far? Um, we have the total burn number. I think it's a good ask to see if we can get it. Um, sliced up. Uh, I can see. I don't. I don't have most. No, most left now. I don't have it basically, but I can try and find it. Yeah, and I guess this one's interesting too because it's not just the total number of moments burned. It's that this week we, you know, the junkies who follow Live Token bought. Um, Luke paid me five bucks to reference Live Token. Uh, thanks, Luke. Um, but people who watch the Live Token bought, they uh, they saw all sorts of interesting moments getting burned. We saw, was it a cosmic Davy, a cosmic moment? We saw some legendaries and rares getting burnt. So that was an, a really interesting wrinkle into, uh, into, into the whole leaderboard slash supply. So yeah, it's been a pretty interesting, positive week. I've thought. And the, and the, you know, the reward is actually really well. Um, it actually, you know, real life merchandise and also real life experience. And it's what we've been asking for the whole time, right? Like we've been saying, okay, we got trade tickets and all that stuff. But what can we get something else other than just the locker pet? And, and that's exactly kind of, well, not exactly, but it's, it's going towards that direction, which is quite positive to see. Definitely. And even I noticed that a lot of people getting these locker packs because they bought a few of pa- uh, the new packs with 10 moments, which gave them maybe some more quote unquote liquidity with the trade ticket. So they could maybe go get that locker room pack because they got the other pack. It was, uh, you know, it was an interesting, it was an interesting week. It's, it's nice to see. And I know that sometimes in this space, positive weeks don't get the, the same press that negative weeks do. So it's, Nice that we had a few minutes to highlight that. There's always going to be, you know, anything negative itself. People like to... Um, they you love know, it. They love negative news. That's why yeah. uh, websites like TMZ are so popular. It's all about negativities. There's, there's I, I would say, probably 1% or 2% of positivity, or if any. Um, they, they sell so much, and they, they created the whole, um, you know, the, this whole environment of reality so-called reality but everything is all negative um but that's what it sells now like you know people don't like positive things people that's how our brains work i think i saw a thing that said like on average the average human brain at something like 69 percent of the thoughts you have can skew negative and so it's actually like harder work to think positively 
like even for your neural net, like you have to actually work harder to, to have positive thoughts. So, and that's why sometimes people who, you know, toxic positivity or whatever, which can be annoying, but I think that's why it frustrates some people sometimes is because they're so stuck in their, their own negativity in their brain, your brain, it's been shown your brain will rewire more negative uh, as you complain more, you know, which is a lot to think about. It's kind of a trippy concept, but yeah, I think it's the internet exasperates this way our brain works. So we get shrouded in negativity sometimes. Yeah. It's quite interesting that number that you bring up. I think um, probably people need to, um, before they make comments, they should think about the the things that they want to talk about 420 times and then maybe they will feel better and yeah. And then maybe something positive will come out of it. Yeah. That, uh, beautiful, Davey. You should put that on a Starbucks cup. Um, little, little love message like that. Um, I just got to make sure I wasn't being too positive. I had to throw some barbs at you. <laughs> um we're in this funny position where i can't add any other speakers for whatever reason this space is just not working anymore so if someone wants to talk you can try i've been trying to accept people talking uh it's it seems like we're the chosen ones clegane's joined us and he he has fuck all to say so uh uh, let me try picking clegane's to see if that resets it just for fun no then just take him down from speaker and see if it lets you bring him up like I didn't think you're at capacity, but since it's no, I'm not even close to being at capacity. Yeah. It's just and then not. See if someone else can come up. It's just know. not working. I mean, I got, I got to drop in a sec as well, and then it would just be you two left. That would be fun. Yeah, you know, that's every Friday. Just Davy and I, just hanging out on the old dapper streets. Uh, I was actually really appreciative, Luke, of you talking about all that hackathon stuff, though. Uh, it was really interesting, and I think sort of um, uh, just. Just something we don't get enough of, not not hard details at least of of sort of what's going on behind the scenes with all the creators. Uh, did you think that ETH Denver going there was like a worthwhile thing, like a bit more than just a party? You know, from an outside observer, I see things like NFT NYC and those, and it's like, oh, it looks like a cool party, but it sounds like ETH Denver. Did you actually feel like, oh, there was some shit going on there? Yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think you know, no disrespect to NFT NYC, and you know, no, I went to it. I'm sure it's great. Eve Denver felt way more productive overall. Um, NFT NYC feels more just like a social event throughout. Like even even the presentations at Eve Denver were way more just like results orientated and data driven and stuff like that. Whereas NFT NYC, it always felt a bit more like pitchy. If I can say that. Not not every speech there, but the ones I listened to often felt that kind of way. Um, so it's definitely a different vibe to it, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, one thing I think about when you talk about behind the scenes, I'm going to chill something else I did because why not? Chill away, else chill away. Uh, did you see, and you might not have seen it, so did you see that article I did about the Donovan Mitchell Missman? No, I didn't. I'm going to oh, look okay. for it right now. I'm kind of curious what the Wolfpack, yeah, it's on my profile I put it out today. I, I would be curious to know what people in the Wolfpack kind of think of it in the sense that, like, it's me just summarizing what happened with the Donovan Mitchell Missman and why the resolution wasn't simple, right? Like it kind of is written for people that perhaps aren't spending their Friday nights talking about Top Shot. So it might be a little bit like, oh, this is obvious to some of you guys, but I think it's really cool to potentially do more content like that if people like it around like behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain of what sort of processes we have to go through when something like that happens to figure out 
the result. You know, like basically the TLDR is we misminted a moment. We didn't mint, mint enough of the challenge reward. And it was, we minted about a hundred when it was meant to be about 300. What do we do? Do we just comp everyone? Well, that that's a bit ridiculous. It doesn't really solve the issue. People still don't get the moment if they want it. And, you know, it's 200 people are out. So it's a bit, you know, how do you handle that? And then likewise, we can't mint more because the moment's in LE. So, you know, what do we do? And the result was that they basically reminted the moment in a new edition and turned the old one into a mismint, which is the first time Torch has ever done that. Um, yes. It was very cool. And it was just really fun to kind of talk through that story and almost, in a way, capture that history. Because, like you say, you don't really ever have that sort of summary put together because, I mean, the Torch team's not going to do that. They're busy focusing on what to actually do and get the results and actually deliver the idea. And the community are kind of only seeing one side of it. So I'm hoping to maybe do more stuff like that to kind of bridge the gaps and sort of show people a little bit of the processes and mindsets of the inner workings. I, I think that's actually a really smart idea. I can't wait to read it. I did post it up here for people to read. Um, because, yes, yeah, sometimes people want to know how these decisions get made. So, yeah, giving, giving kind of a, you know, if you can do some more play-by-plays of interesting moments in Flow or Dapper, you know, I think people really like that, you know, like doodles did this and this is why this went this way that'd be really really cool to to know some of the inner workings you know people love little glimpses under the hood right yeah you got a bit robotic for me but it might just be my internet so i don't know um but oh, yeah i mean yeah i think i hear the same like it's very robotic oh my goodness yeah. that's because i was just chomping on some batteries so yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe your internet's fucked. Maybe that's why the space is... It's not! I got, I got the fiber optic. I got the good, right. the good internet. This sounds... This does not sound like fiber optic, all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not telling you. You've been done in. Um, I, I got to drop after this, but I'll just say, like, yeah, I'll definitely... Um, I'll, look, I'll keep an eye out for opportunities for that, right? Because obviously I'm not going to force yeah. it, but there might be stuff that I think is kind of cool. And if people out there are listening, are like, oh, I'd love to know a little bit more about this or that or this topic or whatever, hit me up and uh, if it makes sense, I'll do it. Because I think like there's there's such a level of transparency the blockchain gives us, but there is still an element of behind closed doors. And we're, we're more than happy to open these doors. We just don't know even where people would be interested in. So yeah, I'll keep that in mind and I appreciate the feedback for sure. Yeah, um, no I'm going to drop though. And yep, I feel bad sounds good. leaving Davey up here with you. But, um, no, that's okay. We'll just... Me. We'll just wrap it up. No, no, appreciate it. Anytime, every Friday, we always are glad that you'll come and bullshit with us. And uh, I hope people check out your podcast as well. He just had LG on his last episode. I think Luke has about four or five episodes of it, of his uh, podcast out. So, yeah, no, keep up the good work. Um, shilling for me. I, now I've got to pay you some more money, right? Are, are you for the live I know. I know. I know. Good thing we've got that uh, father-child wallet thing going on now. You can just slide a little oh, bit of little guy. money into the child wallet. Yeah. This guy. This guy's on fire. This is why you're the host. I mean, you sound like a host, which is kind of taken away from I know. You, and you can't actually manage adding new people to the chat, and it's a bit of a shit show. <laughs> but that's why you're the host. It's that and my mean, my like pretty good, imp- you got to give it up for my treaty kiss impression. Pretty yeah, good, I was, right? I was in tears earlier. I was, I haven't, I don't think I've heard it before. Um, oh, I've done it. It was never, never that good before. It was amazing. Wolf football treaty kiss here. <laughs> uh, he likes it. In fact, people thought I was being mean, but Tritikas actually said I was supposed to do it again so his wife could listen because they have such a kick out of it. So uh, he's a great sport about it. Um, yeah, appreciate you, Luke. 
Davey, anything you want to do before we wrap up? Normally we'd have like another hour, but we I just I I've got people requesting right now and it will not let me approve. So I was gonna talk to you some more, but then you sound please do. I do. Okay, let me let me let me see if I can do anything. Try. I tried adjusting my mic. Is that any better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much better. I don't know what's up with your mic, but it was your mic. Okay, there we go. I think it was the uh, you know you got the like the dongle thing that so you can plug your mic into your USB C. I think it was that. Yeah, yeah. Did you have you been watching the uh, March Madness? I have been. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough to work at a job too, where I can kind of have that on in the background all day too. So uh, it's always much appreciated. I've got the uh, I've got the game on right now. I'm watching the Miami Miami Drake game just ended here. Thought Drake was going to pull it off for a minute. Is there any more games tonight? Or was that the last one? Uh, I think there's there's a few more. Well, my, you're watching the Miami one, so... It just finished, yep. Uh, I don't think there's anything... Oh, no, there's a, um, there's a Memphis game. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I Memphis, will, uh... um, FL Atlantic. And there's the women's tournament is on right now, too. Yes, that's what I care about right now. Yeah. Is there so how many uh, you do your Kiwi sports podcast and your, you know, all that stuff? How many men and women Kiwi hoopers are playing in both the men and women's March Madness tournaments? I think in total, it was last count was seven. And uh, one of them uh, threw because he was in Marquette. through to the next round and then the man side i i think he's the only man because virginia lost one of the guy um uh playing for virginia is from new zealand and but he's he's playing in the reserve role um yeah but anyways uh the team lost by one point uh that's one of the biggest upset it's quite weird virginia because they've done that before they lost to a 16 seed before as a number one seed and then next year they come back to win the whole thing and now they um, kind of similar things happen where they're number four C and lost. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Crazy. So you've got nine, nine Kiwis in though. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mainly care about the woman right now because the one um, she's playing in the Washington state's university and she's projected to be in WNBA uh, this year. So that would be really cool to see another Kiwi lady be in WNBA. Like a first round draft pick, or uh, she hard to say. I hope, I hope, but she's kind of she's not very tall. She's a god, but she's been uh, she can get bucket for sure, and she's a very um, reliable defender as well. And you know they were the seven seats, and they managed to win their conference and beat um, beat UCLA. I think no, wait, I can't remember. No, yes, they impact twelve. So you know that's the one of the hardest conferences for uh, women, and they managed to come out on top. And um, I don't think they play against either. They didn't play against either UCLA or Stanford, but obviously those two are the top teams. And they play against one of them and beat them, and managed to go to the final and win it all, uh, which is quite cool. And it'll be interesting to see how far they go. But um, I'm hoping she get in to WNBA so I can have an excuse to cover WNBA. 
Yeah, no doubt. That'd be amazing. Um, you know what my favorite part as a Canadian watching the, final, the March Madness tournament is? Is each year being like, where I've never heard of this college in my life. <laughs> like Furbin or whatever. Never heard yeah. of them in my life. I know. What's a Furbin? I, I have no idea. And then some people would chat saying something like, what fucking something you, I can't remember, beat Purdue. That was quite interesting. Yeah. But, This uh, is it Florida Atlantic that's playing Min Memphis right now. I've never heard of that before either. Me neither. Uh, Memphis. But their mascot is incredibly dope. This owl mascot. If you guys turn it on, this owl's a ten out of ten. Oh wow, interesting. Um, Memphis, you yeah. coaching by Penny Hardaway, right? Oh, Memphis is the Penny Hardaway team. Oh, interesting. Well, they're getting to beat up right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, they they had some issue for the past few years with their um their scholarship. Oh, now I'm losing you, Davy. I think I lost you, Davy. Oh, I was asking who did you have going all the way. Marquette. Marquette. That would be cool. So that would be second key you ever win the NCAA championship. That would be cool. Um, and generally, I cheer for Gonzaga just because they're one of the closer American universities to me. So Fair enough. But I don't really have a horse in the race. Um, who does Tridicus cheer for? Does he cheer for the Arkansas Razorbacks or does he cheer for the Memphis Penny Hardaway? Recruiting with a legal money team. <laughs> I think Arkansas makes more sense, and they they yeah. they're pretty much the dark horse in this tournament too. Because um, yeah, quite a lot of people actually have them winning. Um, as far as I know, yeah. But um, I'm hoping Marquette too, because just because it's Kiwi, <laughs> you want another just as a Kiwi guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And women, I'm hoping um, either Portland University or Washington State, because I'm biased. Um, you know, just because they have Kiwi in them, you just want. All right. Yeah, that's your thing. That's not. That's you should be biased. They're the ones doing that. Um, well, that is great. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're like wrapping up here. Yeah, we're out of juice. We we need to um we need to get off and actually watch the game, pay attention to the game now. I know. I know. Normally we'd have like really interesting people back us up. I'm glad we had Luke and Stacked were able to join the convo for a bit. That was really interesting. It was interesting for me because I didn't hear anything that Stacked say. I thought you guys would just win silent. I didn't want to be ruined. Kind of <laughs> anyway, so you guys, you and Luke just kind of answering and I was like, what What? What has been said? <laughs> like, okay, I'll just wait until you guys... <laughs> you actually couldn't hear him? No, nah, I couldn't hear anything. So basically, oh, no. they're silent for me. And then you guys, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See, you just get one side of the conversation. Yeah. It's like, it's like I remember my friend when we were in high school, he had this like awesome low rider and uh, had like a crazy sound system on it. But one time he, he, he listened to his music so loud, it blew out half the sound system. So like, like the right side didn't work anymore. And, uh, 
he was really in a Beatles phase, which is funny. But the Beatles, if you don't know, they 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 hard panned a lot of their music, so they'd have the guitar like all the way to the left and the the bass all the way to the right. So when he'd listen, put on his the CD, we'd be in his truck, and it was literally just half a song. He'd be like, "Well, there's no vocals this time because the right channel's completely blown in the car, but we're just getting just getting the bass for this song." You know, it's oh. kind of like that. Oh, that's funny. But right now, because I'm when I'm doing these. Actually, I'm trying to use that kind of effect, so make make the music, uh, mute, make the sound effect pan, and it's kind yes. of listening in your uh, noise canceling headphone or earpod. Um, but yeah, I love yes. it. Yeah, I love yes. It. But, but yeah, that yeah. is the the hard pan. That is the downside of the hard pan. Is sometimes it can be too hard of a pan. You want to you want to go like forty five percent to the left or right sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And we need a live performance from you. Uh, if and I was going to Vegas too, that would be awesome if you guys can do a live performance. Oh my God, I'm not doing a live performance in Vegas. Why not? Just, just I mean, you don't have to do it in public. You know what I mean? Like just uh, in one of our gatherings or something like that, you can just start doing. Maybe we should go to a karaoke bar. Just bunch. And of you want me to rap? Yeah. Why not? All right. <laughs> That's your Maybe. Life. That's your brand. Maybe. You should be it's able my to bread and butter. do that, right? I know. I know. I should. You're right. Uh, maybe. Maybe, Davey. Maybe. But I will keep you tuned when uh, NL, who's listening down there, and my new album drops soon. So I will keep you in mind. Um, Send me a Spotify link. I will, definitely. I actually just realized yesterday that my old rap group that I used to tour with, like we were a live band one. I, I never thought our stuff got put on Spotify, but it looks like the label, the record label we put it out on did put it out at some point. And I just came across it yesterday and it was quite a time warp for me. I was going down memory lane, listening to old music of yours, which is a very strange experience. Cause I hadn't listened to it in five, six, seven years. And I was like, Whoa, this is a whole different life. I was living back then. Wait, I got one question before you go. Um, yeah, does it have any profanity in it? The music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's probably why I couldn't find you guys because I was trying to find you guys, and they're like, "Why can't I find it?" Because I had the setting. Because sometimes my kids will jump on it. Oh, there. I see. So Look I have the... two a.m. by Warmlands. That's a new one. Okay, I'll I'll try to I'll try to find it. Are you? Uh... I'll try to find it. I'll try to find it. See, if I can't find it, I'll just try to change the setting and see if I can find it. Yeah, I can message you. Lake Placid is my other band that's on Spotify, too. That's like an indie rock kind of thing, too. Oh, I thought you were only having one band, but you have multiple bands. I have a rock band, uh, Lake Placid. And then I've started rapping again after I rapped for... 10, 12 years, I think, and then stopped to be in a, a rock band that I created for five or six years, and now I'm back rapping again as oh, well. That's cool. Um, yeah. I got to listen to you first, and I, I would like to, like, if, if, you know, if your music is similar to what I have in mind, then I would like to introduce you some of my friends from New Zealand. They are, they are, they're quite well known locally. I'm not sure if you heard of them, but I will I'll DM you their names and um they're musicians and they rappers as well. And they will um I'll hook you guys up if you guys are making similar music. You guys Of course. Yeah. 
Please do. And if you ever need music for your videos, just come, uh, just ask me and I'm sure you can have whatever we have. We've got a ton of it. So awesome. Awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah. So we can get some beats or some rock songs or rap music that you can use for your videos without, uh, without paying for it, Davey. We just want that cred. (laughs) I, you know, every year I have to pay about 300 something dollars for my commercial license. So for all the music that I, um, on in the videos is all commercial license so yeah hey anyways but it's cool good to yeah. have options and yeah you know like because obviously your music it's not going to be the music that i use like um it's not going to be on repeat like it's going to be like different uh independent artists that'd be cool yeah definitely um wicked well fun chat davy it was great i'm glad that uh we get this every friday this chance to just bullshit and hang out uh and we never know what's going to happen and tonight we couldn't add people to the chat so that's what happened (laughs) shout out to angie though angie's been listening shout out to people i know ppe ppe i i saw you trying to chat i wasn't blocking you my friend i could not (laughs) accept your invite I'm not saying I'm above blocking you. I would block your ass sometimes, but not tonight. I did want you to come on to fill some time. Uh, yeah, shout out CNC, Wolfpack, everybody who's listening on Spotify, uh, and everybody that sends me messages. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, Trev. it's always always a good time. Trevor okay. Trevor was trying all night to get chat on, <laughs> too. And then uh, NL, who also is a Trevor. Thank oh. you for coming up. You guys... Yeah, so appreciate it. Night, Davey. So to all the wolf pack worldwide, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, let's end the night with a howl. Howl. Later, bros.